I went to a drag show mm-hmm. at play and the person in drag on stage, her closing remarks were, all my friends out there, I see you get a compliment and then you try and shoot it down and you're like, yeah. oh, like that's, you know, no, but then there's this like, and she was like, stop it, accept it, take the compliment, take it, just soak it in, allow yourself to feel when someone is trying to honor how great you are, just sit with it. You don't need to fight it. Just take it in. The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak. They talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. Well, the vibe today is exquisite. So I'm going to keep the intro brief and let the conversation speak for itself. But since you might want to access today's guest online, you can contact the real estate dimension of Kristen Valicio via email at kristenmv at movetolu.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-M-V at movetolou.com. And on Facebook at Move to Louisville. And you can navigate to Beatrix's burlesque dimension on Instagram at Beatrix underscore B underscore naughty and Beatrix B naughty on Facebook. And that's the letter B on both. You're listening to Psilocybin Says. To support it, subscribe on YouTube and podcasts. Like, favorite, and join the conversation in the comments. And stay connected on Instagram and TikTok. And now, please welcome Kristen Beatrix Vaisio. We were supposed to talk about burlesque last time. Yeah, we covered a lot last time. But not burlesque. But not burlesque. There's a lot there. That could be an entire episode is just talking about performing yeah i could dress up in burlesque in burlesque and do a little dance sure before and after (laughs) open the container and close the container okay (laughs) you could take your clothes off and then put them back on as the finale put them back on put them back on does that happen in finales of burlesque um, there are reverse strip teases or you start mostly naked and yes. then you get clothes on I, I haven't seen many but they exist that makes sense it's kind of like post-sex like there's that you know you're naked streaming and then it's like well especially when you're like new in the relationship or you're dating, right, you know, everything's tucked and tight. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, well, here's the part where time to go. So still gotta be sexy. Putting my right. clothes back on. Don't I look amazing post coitus? <laughs> yeah. Try and like, you know, go like this with your eyeliner real quick. Right. Can you see me here forever? Yeah. This is how I always am. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Do an episode just burlesque. Sure. Um, yeah, but I was thinking about what we might talk about today, and I was reflecting on the last year. So, yeah, that was March of last year. Where we recorded an episode together. <laughs> yeah. You had just gotten married. Yes. 
we had just like gotten back from Costa Rica like a month before that or something. Yes. And you, I don't think you decided to, you were wanting to have a baby at that point. Not actively yet. Okay. It didn't start until we did the retreat. Was that September or August? Yeah, I think that was August. August. Okay. That was my first clerical experience. Yes. I did not take part in the sacrament physically ingesting, but I had an experience. That didn't come until the very last uh, circle where everyone was kind of closing out their Mm -hmm. overall consensus at that point yeah and then like the integration circle that yeah Yeah. and then shit was like starting to shift it was very weird and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it was like oh i'm supposed to have a baby (laughs) wow i didn't know that i don't feel like i knew that that was like my outcome from that That wow integration that's so weird yeah. So unrelated, but I, it was like it washed over me mm-hmm. very soon after. Yeah. It's like, ah, uh, baby, 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 baby. That's something that, like, when people talk about training and learning how to be a psychedelic facilitator mm-hmm. or whatever the term is depending on where you're at like psychedelic therapist or whatever somebody who's holding space for someone eating mushrooms say that's not something that we think about a whole lot I don't feel like is the personal experience that's brought on by someone else yeah going like consuming communing with the mushroom and going to that spiritual realm it's like even when we don't ingest the mushroom it's like they pull us yes you will have an experience of your own and it's so funny because a lot of it was not communicated during the actual day Mm -hmm. and so I felt uninformed about how things had gone. And so I guess it took the integration where people were like, this is what I experienced and this person I looked at and and then this happened. And it was like, oh my God, it like awoken something in me. And I love being a cleric. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, so you got pregnant <laughs> and then yeah, we didn't have a retreat. caregiving. Until, yeah. <laughs> Our next retreat, you were, you know, kind of too pregnant to right. be, to hold space for people camping. this vision of a big old pregnant belly and just like leaning down, caring for someone. Right. You're like, ah, uh, can I be a cleric? And I'm like, ooh, that's intense. That's a lot yeah. of care given right there. In theory, it's a great idea. <laughs> But like knowing now that you had that experience with that retreat in the integration circle, having that like vision or feeling of wanting to bring a child in. And then the next retreat where people are eating mushrooms, you're like about to bring a child in. Right. It's pretty cool. 
to think about. It's like my gestation period. Yeah. Which also ties in to, so on our, our mama chat Mm -hmm. through Marco Polo, which I want to talk about, uh, one of our friends, shout out Jordan. She was like, or was it Jordan or was it Amy that said, I want to hear you talk about manifestation. It was Jordan. She yeah. said that. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Kristen. Shy girl vibes. Can you, <laughs> can you talk about your manifestation process? Because you have this ability to like speak things into yeah. existence. <laughs> How you do that? I don't know. <laughs> walk us through (laughs) how you're so good at that (laughs) yeah uh it's so intuitive Uh, I don't really feel like it's me deciding anything necessarily yeah it's like the thought I don't know I guess I haven't figured out where the thought comes from I don't really worry about where the thought comes from Mm mm-hmm but if there's energy there, then I'm going to focus on it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of my life, I try to have autonomy in my own personal decision making, but I feel very much that the universe happens through me, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. So like, I know what car I want to buy, but... I don't necessarily know what my next like career project is going to be. I just know that it's going to be tight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Letting go. It sounds like. Yeah. Of how things happen. Yeah. Just like. Yeah. Honing in on the feeling of it happening. Yeah. I feel like my twenties was like a really transformative period of me uh shedding the non letting go mm-hmm. the holding on um i really and as i'm thinking about it now i'm imagining like it bursting off in like big explosive chunks mm-hmm. of crunchy yesteryear bullshit and i mean like i met you around that time i was starting to work at rainbow blossom and that's really when I got in tuned, so to That's speak, right. with this whole holistic, natural. You got initiated. Rainbow Blossom <laughs> and Shout organic cigarettes. Blossom. Oh, wow. American spirit <laughs> time. American spirits. Yeah. yeah. We're organic hippies, okay? That's right. Yeah. We mm. talked about that. We talked about that on the last podcast. We talked about your ayahuasca yeah. adventure. We talked about your travels through the Osho commune. Yeah. I learned a lot about uh, celebration in that and like female celebration. Um, I always associated strength with uh, shutting off emotion and shutting off maybe that soft femininity because my dad is military mm-hmm. and uh, we grew up in like strict, harsh, uh, you muscle through things. Yep. You get through that. You don't, you don't say no or I can't. You just fucking do it. Yeah. Um, 
And so being in Costa Rica, being in that commune where the men are celebrating the women and holding space for women and women are just like free and their hair's long and it's flowing. They have cool clothes and their kids are running around and they're just like suckling milk from their singing, dancing, being fucked up on ayahuasca. And like it transformed like the way that I connected to my femininity and it like turned a light on. And in our integration circle the next night, Mm -hmm. I even said that I was just like, it was such an eye opener to see all these women just free and beautiful and the men just holding space for them. Like I've never been shown this before and they dance the way they danced was a big thing for me because I dance and I've always seen myself as like a really stiff performer in my earlier dance years mm-hmm. but that really loosened me up <laughs> yeah so like okay walk us through this a little bit so the Osho commune where they were you saw the men holding space for women was this like a like a formal type of process, like a meditation specific type of thing. Like, here's what we're going to do now is the women are going to do a thing or just in general. I think that everybody kind of has their roles. Like the people who are good at singing will okay. be part of this. Um, a lot of it is unspoken, but mm-hmm. it's very strongly present. Like you can't, I mean, I guess you could miss it if you weren't focused on it, but like it caught me how supportive but not intrusive the masculine energy was. Like I felt safe Um, and it, it helped me like open wide open, like burst open because... I think I have a hard time feeling safe around men a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and to be in a place where women were so safe Mm -hmm. that they were just completely free and I could experience that too. So that's a beautiful thing. It was wild. It was crazy and it changed my whole life. (laughs) Wow. I wonder if we can, we can we can get there with sanctuary. <laughs> oh, for sure. I think that we just have to be about it. Yeah, we have to be be the free. Yeah, that was something that safe. was talked a lot about in like group circles with um, Tiohar, who was. Oh God, I'm gonna botch it. He's like he's not like the master or something. He's just like the head, the Bhagavan, in, or the. Yeah. Whatever. I'm, I don't know. He studied under Osho and okay. Osho was like, you can go and start an Osho commune in Costa Rica. Okay. So he went and did that and he intuits mm-hmm. Osho's teachings. Okay. Cool. Um. Oh yeah. So a lot of people, their concern is like, I'm going to go home. I've had this insane experience here. I've, my life has been changed. I've had like, how do I go home from this? 
and like go back to fucking work and Walmart and, you know, the gas station and see my crazy family. You know, like, how right. do I go home from this? Yeah. And he's like, you just have to fucking be about it. Mm-hmm. You can't explain it. No one will believe you or right. you won't be able to explain it. Right. Ever. Yeah. It's unexplainable. It's, it's experience. So just like be that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just be it. Yep. And so I try to do that a lot. I try to just be it. People usually appreciate that, even if it is not perfect. Well, and especially when it's not perfect. When it's because, not perfect. yeah, get out of here if you're trying to act perfect all the time. I, I you don't mean, need to be doing that. We're all like... A lot of people are still trying to act perfect out here. I know. Yeah. And that's okay. It is their process. Their process. It's fine. But I see you. See what you're doing. Yeah. That's when we just (laughs) we shake our titties titties. in their face. Yeah. (laughs) Look at this. (laughs) Look at this. Uh, These titties aren't perfect. It's It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually my secret is to hypnotize people. I use it for hypnosis. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying not to. (laughs) So that eyes up here, Courtney. Stay on track. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> I should have worn a paper bag. <laughs> yeah, everybody watching on YouTube, you know what I mean. <laughs> They're like, They're yes. always out. <laughs> I, <laughs> so, like, how has that experience informed your burlesque career? Oh my gosh. You've been it's in made burlesque. Me so much better. <laughs> so, okay, so you've been, you've been performing, you've been a burlesque performer. For how long now? Since 20, almost 21, um, like 13 or 14 years. I'm 34 wow. now, so I guess 14. Okay. So how did that, how did that start? Like, do you remember when you yes. first like accepted that? Yeah, I'm definitely one of those people. A lot of people say in burlesque burlesque found me I didn't find burlesque and that was definitely me I was Mm -hmm. just going about my life and then this lady that I had just met in my newfound spiritual circle and she was starting a burlesque troupe and asked me to be in it and my friend was doing it so I was like yeah whatever she's doing (laughs) I'll come too yeah that's so interesting you said that that someone in your newfound spiritual circle invited you because I don't think that's something so Eric and I recorded a podcast this morning and the topic of sex and spirituality mm-hmm. came up and it's like that's not something most people put in the same box I think like mm. now like I I forget that like 15 years ago if someone would have said to me like sex is spiritual a spiritual practice i would have been like what how like now yeah I get it but like burlesque if someone in your spiritual circle yeah was practicing burlesque then like maybe burlesque is spiritual so anyway continue on and <laughs> to get that out for i am so here for that i feel that Oh my gosh, I'm going to move around a lot. Yeah, go for it. I'm a mover. I'm a mover and a shaker. Yeah. Yeah. A jostler. Jostle, jostler. 
Um, where was I? <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. Um, you were talking about being oh, yeah. invited. So you were like invited. accepted it. Yes. And then I just kind of stumbled my way through the first handful of years. Um, I'm not a trained dancer. I'm not very flexible. I'm not your quintessential dancing performer. <laughs> But I feel like I have a really good stage presence, a natural stage presence. And um, I don't know. So part of me improving and being going to Pachamama, having that experience, was that I learned how to dance again. Mm-hmm. And not like I'm trying to fit into a burlesque box. I'm trying to fit into what... Uh, people in the group are doing uh, what they're creating. I was really able to like rip out the last page of the notebook and like start on a fresh sheet and just start like dancing. Yeah. So my dancing is very like fluid and flowy and not traditional at all (laughs) or uh I don't even know what a category of it would be. Yeah, <laughs> I would think that's Freeform. what you would want burlesque to be. <laughs> non-traditional dance well, yeah. flow. I'm sure there's a but traditional. But it is aesthetically pleasing when a ballet dancer turns burlesque. Mm. And they have that beautiful toe point And they can throw in little ballet moves. That's, to style. Yes. Yeah. That looks nice. I appreciate that. You mm. can tell... If somebody is a trained dancer. Yeah. Or if they are flexible. Yes. That control. <laughs> yeah. And you can tell when they aren't. That's right. So all bodies are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so like what was it like being on stage for the first time performing? Oh my God, I couldn't tell you. But I guess I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> You wanted more. I was ready for more. Yeah. There's something very ego stroking. Did you question the, like, uh, how do I say it? Like the, did you wonder what people were going to think of you? No, never. Really? Mm-hmm. So like your parents no. didn't care? Um, or just didn't I think didn't about care it? about them knowing I guess <laughs> they were, they came to every show. Wow. Yeah. They were hella supportive and I was doing some, I don't know if, it, if other people would do that in front of their parents. Just I saying. have a hard time <laughs> personally. My parents are extremely supportive and I'm sure they would come if I invited yeah, them. Absolutely. But they might However, not <laughs> like your dad might have to be at the bar getting a drink during Totally. You know. I would hope. <laughs> I would ask, request that. <laughs> Just get a side, you know, if side you could view. Be like, go <laughs> to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Just, when you hear my name, yeah, be call. in the building, but don't watch. Don't watch. When it's my turn. Just buy a ticket. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Super okay. supportive. Yeah, I don't know. I am of the personality of shocking people. Like that gets me having a lady boner. Yeah. 
is the shockery. Well, that's why you and Eric get along so well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's his MO as well. Nice. So, all right. So didn't really question if people were going to, what people were going to think. You just went No, because I thought I was cool. I was like, oh my God, people are going to think I'm cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got it. People are going to see all these sexy photos on Facebook and like people from high school. They're so lame. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, <laughs> like, to- wow, Kristen's cool. She, we didn't think she was cool back then, mm. but now she's cool. Look at her <laughs> taking her clothes off and dancing. Being and- a little whore. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We judge her. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so... I mean, in that time, 13 plus years that you've been doing that, you've gone through all kinds of like career, a career journey. Yeah. And then you became a mom. And I did it again. And you did it again. Is like, how is that experience of burlesque? Like, how is that? evolved over that time for Mm. you oh my gosh well it's definitely changed my approach to performing um when i became a real estate agent there was a lot of pondering how i was going to be beatrix and also be Kristen, the responsible intelligent real estate agent not that i can't be both And not that a burlesque person means not those things. Yeah. But I guess my conditioning, I associated, I was stuck in that association. Um, And like mostly feeling like I didn't want people to think that the sexy part was like expected or free or like if you want me for real estate, Mm. that's business. Right. Don't be expecting. If you want titties, you gotta pay a ticket and come to the show. (laughs) (laughs) You can have both. Yeah. But not at the same time. Not at the same time. Same day and hour. I'm not gonna be. Unless you're my husband. Yeah. He gets all the worlds of you. (laughs) I don't know if he knew what he was signing up for on that front, but that's okay. We Check all get out there. Our podcast episode with Kristen and Emilio. Yeah. Which we did in May of last year. Oh my gosh, that was that was a fun one. That was a- <laughs> Emilio on a podcast is great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah, so that was something I needed to work through was getting through, am I going to separate these worlds? Am I going to push them together? Am I, am I going to use one to help the other? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it tightened up my performing ship. Like, there's a professionalism that... Well, okay, so I just don't care as much about the quantity of performing that I'm doing, where Mm -hmm. in the earlier years it was like 
perform every show, perform every number of every show, like do it as much as possible and basing my worth on, did I get picked for this show? Did I get picked for this festival? Mm. Am I cast in as many numbers as other people are in a show? And now I don't like, now I tell them what I want to do <laughs> and how much I want to do. And most of the time it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you've like stepped into your value. Yes. As a performer. Yes. Yes. I'm not in that hustle like I was before. And it feels really good. Yeah. I can imagine. Because you were performing a lot. I mean... A couple of years ago, you yes. were doing... Yeah, producing and performing and hosting and just trying to be everywhere all at once. Then I had some kids. Not anymore. Then I had some kids. And I now it's like, no. No. I'm not going to this beatdown bar in two towns over for $20 in tips. Yeah. And, you know, a $50 cover. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm glad. <laughs> not that I didn't have a blast. Time and place. <laughs> I'm over sure. that bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you feel like your real estate career has helped you with that? Um, a little bit, yes. But mostly having the kids okay. slowed that down a lot. And I think uh, being recognized in my community mm. by my peers mm. has also like calmed my tits, mm. so to speak. Yeah. Especially when I took time off to have babies. Feeling that support while I was gone and then feeling the welcome back afterwards was really affirming mm -hmm. and it was safe for me to come back and not be in that rat race. Like I can still, cause that's my thing about having a family. Cause I didn't think I was going to do that. And I was like, okay, well if I'm going to go into this, I still need to maintain whoever the fuck is in here. Mm -hmm. She still needs to go on trips. She needs to have fun with her man. Yep. She needs to be a little bit autonomous sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I hold on very tightly to that. Yeah. So performing, I don't necessarily know. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be what I'm supposed to continue to do because that's what's in front of me and that's what I'm choosing. But it's definitely right now about keeping a little piece of my soul. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, that's been really helpful for me to have you as a friend who's reminding me, like, you know, make sure that, like, sanctuary isn't, like, your whole entire everything. Right. Like, remember who you are. Like, yeah. you know, there's many parts to you. It's not just this one yeah. thing, this one mission and project. That's been really helpful for me to hear at times. Thank you. Yeah. Do it for being that it's really the being that yeah more than the telling me that right like the example and seeing you you know 
make it fucking work. Yeah. So you mentioned community, like having peer support Mm -hmm. and that's helped you. Could you talk more about that? Like, what is that? Um, well, mostly, so I'm in the Vava Vixens burlesque troupe here in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and that is a group that does about three shows a year, way different than a regular typical burlesque show. Um, it's like a cross between a variety show. I don't know. And there's burlesque in there. There's burlesque, aerials, acting, singing. It's not just like stripping. It is nothing like I, when I first saw a Vava show, which was, I don't know, eight year plus years ago I don't know when it was but it is nothing like I thought it would be I thought it was just I thought it'd be like going to a strip club honestly that's what I thought but it's not at all it's so fun like it's (laughs) entertainment it's it's so entertaining it's less it's so much less about the tits and the ass than it is about the the women and men and non-binary folk as well performing and like just being their authentic selves having fun Mm -hmm. letting go on stage it is so empowering every time I go to a Vava show I'm like (laughs) I go home and I'm like yeah I just want to be like do my weird freaky yes (laughs) I love weirdness yes um so that was the troop I started with way back when I'm God aging myself, but I'm one of the last, not the last there's, I think two, I don't know. One of the last original Vixens. Okay. From the start. So, um, that is something, you know, especially not having a dance background or being super flexible. Um, I have years on me (laughs) (laughs) at the ripe old age of 34. (laughs) When do burlesque dancers age out typically? Is that like, is there a thing? Never. Yeah. Never. Yeah. I've seen 60 year olds, 70 year olds, some of the legends who performed who have like started or didn't necessarily start, but they were like the revolution back in the day some of them that are still around are celebrated and still perform wow that's cool 70s that's maybe yeah mm-hmm. burlesque never die never too old to take your clothes off you're never enjoy it exactly in front of people for sure yeah for sure 100 percent. yeah <laughs> so they were you know, they did a lot of surprises for me on stage when I got married. Mm-hmm. And then um, I performed while I was pregnant with my second baby during one of the shows. And they were just like really, everyone's just really great. <laughs> everyone's just really nice and great. Mm-hmm. And they tell you they miss you and they yeah. love you. And 
it's just it's just a community unlike any other I can see that um I mean being friends with you for all these years since whenever that was that we met 2010 or something no 2011 I don't know it's been 12 13 years about that time yeah. that you started mm-hmm. shortly after that <clears throat> seeing your friends from the Vava Vixen community and just like how tight the the circle of people that perform is is really cool to see and it makes yeah. sense because when you're getting <laughs> that vulnerable <laughs> on because y'all practice the vava when there's a show coming up we like practice, you practice every sunday yeah so every single week like church you're coming together yes <laughs> burlesque church to shake our jelly <laughs> yeah and be free like the authenticity yeah. that's required for that type of yeah experience overall uh seems yeah it's a lot of laughing too because that's like the great barrier breaker Mm -hmm. is laughing about shit yeah (laughs) so it feels like i don't know like i what i would think maybe like high school cheerleading practice would be like where you just like get together with your girlfriends and you talk about who wore what to school and it's just like kind of hanging out but you're like also dancing <laughs> you're also it's like really fun you shaking to, your ass you get to wear cute outfits yeah and feel really good and have people fawn over you and yeah, who wouldn't love that? <laughs> well, and in the Vava Vixens, there's there's a lot of um, like gender fluidity and like yes. switching roles, mm-hmm. switching gender roles, and playing with that, and um, like there's a freedom in expressing like sexual orientation and yes. Um, very That's, queer yeah. group of folk. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's like a handful of like actually straight people. But I'm not putting anyone in a box. <laughs> <laughs> what is straight anymore? I don't personally know. I mean, <laughs> am I straight if I masturbate to gay porn? Uh, like lesbian porn i don't know so i don't, I don't know. like to say it's on like you straight by gay we're queer we are queer yeah queer. that was a at the lg first lgbtq plus circle that we had yeah. in person the other night it was that was a topic of like well here i am like because we went around like you know our names mm-hmm. and, and like what's what how do we how do we identify like what's our pronouns and then like what's like our sexual orientation and it's a tough one it's like well like i'm kind of but i'm also (laughs) yeah it's like (laughs) quickly just like dive into like well i like the these genitals and these genitals but not always and not like just on anybody not every time yeah (laughs) Only for the first couple of years. Year then- right. It's so fluid. Like, how can you say what anyone is at any given time? Yeah. It's funny to to try and but put it yeah. in a box. 
We are the but, non-box box. How yeah. about that? Yeah, the non-box box. So, uh, so you mentioned growing up and this like masculine, like expression of strength, and, like kind of you know learning that from your dad and being military and so like with burlesque like how is that I don't know like how has that shaped your experience of strength and like femininity versus masculinity like Mm, a lot a lot I still I very much enjoy being physically strong um that to me is a sign of strength overall is a physical strength um and it's interesting that I got paired up with a military dad and a Capricorn mom because I'm so emotional (laughs) military dad Capricorn mom Emotional. What's your dad's sign? He's an Aquarius. Okay. Not emotional at all. Yeah. So you're a Scorpio. And I'm only emotion at all the times. (laughs) Which, yes. So it was a lot of like performative being tough and thinking that that was how I was going to survive in the world as a female and getting into burlesque, having these experiences around other women, um, opening up the flower of my femininity, so Mm -hmm. to speak. It was so powerful because I actually really love being a woman. Like, I love being girly. I love being feminine. I love my curves. I love my vagina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love, love everything that makes me a woman. I love to be sexual and flirty and to um, entice people. <laughs> i love a good seduction i love a good seduction even if it doesn't go anywhere yeah or if it's completely made up in my mind and Uh, the other person is like totally ambivalent yeah but that's fun for me yeah (laughs) um but i really love being a woman and expressing Like, the more womanly I am, the more free I am about my femininity and whatever that comes out as, like, the stronger I am. Hands Mm. down. That's, that's so big. Like, just with the women's, like, empowerment movement and a variety of feminist movements mm-hmm. over the last not even a hundred years. I mean about a hundred years. Mm-hmm. I mean women only have been voting for about a hundred years now. Um and all of the different facets of stepping into our power as women and like 
initially that starting out is like, we're going to wear pants, damn it. Right. You know, and I can have men jobs. Yeah, we have that. Uh, right. Shut up. We're right. going to like, you know, this is this is our world, you know, and that whole it's so cool to me, the dance of stepping into power and all the different forms that that takes. Yes. And where we've been at, like in our generation, kind of like, okay, our mothers had to be really freaking tough mm. to make it in the workforce if they did work. Um, or like that, this weird in between place of like going from homemaker like choosing that path of, do I take care of the family? Do I take care of the family and have a job, put on the the man pants and try and make it in the corporate world? Mm -hmm. And like, so us coming out of that and stepping into this new phase yes. of women empowerment, which, yeah, it looks like all different kinds of things, but like mm -hmm. I totally relate to that feeling of like even me growing up as an ice skater that was extremely masculine even wearing a dress it was very like oh like hit the moves get the points you know and and a lot of control you know and mental toughness mental toughness and stepping into this like new part of my life with the help of mushrooms yeah. like and I yeah want to talk about that a Absolutely. little bit too but like just yeah like stepping into what what I got what I feel good in mm -hmm. in, this, in this body yeah I get so tripped up with like body neutrality and I guess because I don't necessarily have the experience of hating any part of my body mm -hmm. so I really try to understand because I want to appeal to all kinds of people in life mm -hmm. on a very broad stroke but i i don't know i really support loving your body i know some people aren't there yet so i've been told i don't relate to that but i support it mm -hmm. but man there's something so great about celebrating myself and like getting others to join in on that. I held a movement class once. It was like, I called it manifesting movement, actually. What a great name. Yeah. <laughs> and it was about like you manifesting your own movement, whatever that looks like, whatever that feels like. Um, we're not trying to do any kind of different dance. We're just like moving and feeling. Mm -hmm. And it was so great. I wish that I could teach that like every week to anybody who yeah. wants to be better mover or I don't know. Do you want to teach a class soon? Sure. <laughs> you want to do a class with Sanctuary? Sure. That sounds great. Yeah. It's basically just teaching my style of whatever the fuck I do. <laughs> right. That's uh, but what we're you all do doing. <laughs> really, though. But it's such a celebration. Like, it's okay to like your body. Even if it's not what you thought it was supposed to be. Because like you were talking in our mom group mm -hmm. about... Fuck, what were you saying? 
I'm glad it was memorable for it a really second. Was, it was. <laughs> oh, loving our bodies. Loving our bodies. Shit. What were you talking about? Damn it. I don't know. I wish I remembered. Um, it might come to me. Yeah. Brain fart. Well, that's a good point to talk about. Cause like when we are, I went to a drag show mm-hmm. at play uh, a month and a half ago or something like that. And um, the person in drag on stage was like, Oh man, she had some great things to say. She was like, her closing remarks were basically like, you know, all my friends out there that I see you get a compliment and then you try and shoot it down and you're like, Oh, like that's, you know, no, but then there's this like, and she was like, stop it, accept it, take the compliment, take it, just soak it in, allow yourself to feel when someone is trying to honor how great you are, just sit with it. You don't need to fight it. Just take it in. You can say, yes, thank you. It's true. And I I'm like, ah, oh, like I have been teaching that to my kids. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you for bringing this lesson, not just to my kids. But I've been just saying it like all the time. Yes. Noticing when we, we've been taught to, I feel like this is more of a, a, a woman thing to get a compliment and, and find reasons to like turn it away, turn it away, yeah. not receive it. And, uh, so yeah, so powerful to just I remember what I was going to say. Okay. Cause you were talking about going through different, um, medical shit that was uncomfortable. And at first you were thinking, what's wrong with my body? What have mm. I done to cause this? And then you realized that your body is, in fact, not wrong. It's right. Mm-hmm. And it's just giving you different messages. And that is really fucking powerful. <sighs> yes. What a relief. Right? What a fucking relief. I know. I just got <laughs> body chills just hearing you repeat that because it's so true. Thank you, somatic therapist. I wish I, I wish I could remember his name. He's awesome. He's got a YouTube channel. If I find it, maybe we can link it below. Note Connor. Link the somatic therapist Con-con. channel below. <laughs> Man, I'd love to have him on this podcast. But he was talking about he's a somatic therapist who so works with people and their bodies mm-hmm. and listening to the messages that come through and how... So many of his clients say, oh, yeah, like, what's wrong with me? And Mm -hmm. like, why is this happening to me? I must I must be like being punished by God or like I'm being taught this lesson now or like this is what I get for blah, blah, blah. Like this punishment Mm -hmm. thing when our bodies are communicating with us. And he says, oh, no. You got it all wrong. Like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, your body's just talking to you. It's working perfectly. There's nothing wrong with you mm-hmm. at all. It's like everything's right. Everything's right with you. Your body's communicating with you and you're actually receiving the message. That's a great yeah. thing. Just like reframing the perspective yeah. of the message. Man, sometimes though. 
<laughs> the message is really wow. It's a lot. Yeah. And, I, and there have been times that I find myself calling out, and maybe you call him God, universe, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whoever receives my prayers. <laughs> When I send answers them, them. <laughs> exactly. Whoever yeah. that person is, there have been times where I'm just like, "Hey, I can't fucking deal with this anymore." Yeah. Like literally looking up at the sky. I don't know who's there. Yeah. I don't know who's listening. Somebody is. Yeah. Something is. Yeah. Hey, this is like too much. Can we fucking reel it in? Mm-hmm. And then it's like the clouds break. Right. Well, so, <laughs> God's talking to you and you can talk to God too. have a conversation. Yeah. It's just like, sometimes it's a screaming match, but right. Hey, that's how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's life. I, I hate that we meet like this all the time. But what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I'm back and I'm pissed. Yeah. What's going on? Right. So sometimes the message, I don't know what the purpose of that message is for, but it's like, when you're so far in it, you're like blinded to everything else because it's just like pain. Yeah. But I guess we're supposed to feel we're supposed. That's a good thing. To I guess be able I'm breaking to feel. it down now. Like I really love that idea that our bodies are working. But like, what about people who get cancer? Mm-hmm. Their bodies are still working mm-hmm. and good. That would be good. the, yeah, that would be the idea. Okay. Like, because if, if you find yourself with cancer, then it's like, I mean, the way that I'm shifting to see things now and, and not like these experiences, like the spiritual bypass would be like, well, it's fine. Like, it's just, you know, it's, it's all working out. Like, it's fine. Like, be happy mm, like, right. because it's fine. Like, no, that's not what the idea is by recognizing that, like, it's all a process. Like sometimes it really freaking sucks. Like you're saying it just sucks. And that's part of the relationship. Like relationships are messy yeah. sometimes. <laughs> That's how I, that's how the more <laughs> that like a lot of the time, actually. Okay. Thank you. Um, the more that I just like get to know people and like semi-present in life, like when I can be with kids and all the things, it feels like everything is a relationship. Like, mm-hmm. like everything our bodies, like ourselves and like who we truly are right here and now and mm. whatever we're experiencing, like thoughts and feelings. And if it's cancer or whatever disease, it's a spirit. It's an entity that we can communicate with, like everything. And it looks different depending on what language the entity speaks, you know, because it's like right. we got to learn the language of of the thing from the other land and realm. So it's not like easy, but we can communicate with it. It's like a message. Cancer to change your life. I'm seeing it now. 
it's all coming together. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've seen some pretty miraculous stuff from people working yes. with people in mushrooms who have come to Jamaica mm -hmm. and have had stage four cancer and been given like six months to live who, I mean, like that's, that was years ago and they're still alive and doing great today after like facing yeah, it's a the lot great letting of go. shit that they hadn't faced. That's why you know? psilocybin is such a powerful thing for people because a lot of times people might feel stuck in an illness or a thought pattern or behavior or things that have happened to them that they can't let go of. Mm. And so they turn to something to break that up. I'm having that vision again of like the exploding rock breaking off of the side of a mountain. Like mm. the tartar just builds up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the rock builds up over time. Yeah, right. And psilocybin is just such a powerful breaker of that. Mm -hmm. And it's so specified to each person, mm -hmm. you know, it's incredible that not everyone has the same experience. It's not yeah, like right. you drink alcohol and you either get happy or you get sad. Yeah. And those are the two. Yeah. You smoke weed, you get chill or you have a panic attack. <laughs> right. But like everyone gets this tailor-made <laughs> experience that just like, breaks all that shit up and like these stuck stagnant places that we get in is I guess where these ailments illnesses that is a really it good comes up from metaphor that I have not yet ever thought of is like the tartar and like teeth <laughs> usually i use like a personal training type of like muscle building metaphor when yeah. i'm trying to explain to people who are not familiar at all with working with psilocybin like oh it's like you know training for a, a marathon you know just like jump right in and expect to like fly through or whatever but like brushing your teeth if you'd right. get behind on brushing your teeth, you don't floss and it goes for years. You get the tartar build it, you get cavities, gingivitis. It's not good. And I kind of feel like that's, you know, and I mean. you have to go and have that crazy ass laser treatment where they just blast it the fuck off. That's right. Psilocybin. That would be psilocybin. But you don't have to wait that long either. You, you can don't. have a maintenance practice. Yes. Psilocybin can be floss. It should be floss. Yeah. For some. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so what's your what's your mushroom practice now? Or what do you um I really love microdosing. I would really love to go in for an annual cleaning. Mm-hmm. I haven't had one of those. Like a deep dive. A deep dive. Obviously terrifying. But I really haven't tripped or like taken high doses of hallucinogens. I guess since that trip, well, I did take a lot of mushrooms at flow camp. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that was a lot. I don't know about that. But I would like... 
you know, to blast some of the tartar off my teeth. Yeah. So to speak. Well, and as you know, this, the set and the setting makes all the, the difference yeah. and the preparation and the yeah. people you're around and the energy. And But now that I have had these experience and these feminine bindings, like I am excited about going into that space again mm-hmm. because I have so many experiences and... I don't want to say that I know what I'm going to get next, but I have like, I'm curious mm-hmm. about what is behind an, a deep dive for me mm-hmm. after having gone through a family and the work that I want to do in my career and the ways that I want to express myself and pump energy into that feminine soul that lives in me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we all have our demons. <laughs> this is true. We got to blast them. I mean, the trip starts way before yeah. the moment of, ingesting mushrooms yeah and honestly like while you're going through it it's like it's like that first experience like when you read something for the first time and you just like kind of read over it you Mm -hmm. experience it then like you have to like go back and read it again and then you're like oh i missed that yeah right but you don't get it until after it's like yeah yeah, so Eric said the other day, he was talking to somebody, and I heard him say, yeah, it's like when you are you read a book for the second time, it's not that you're, you're experiencing different things from the book because it's a different book. It's You're a different person. Yeah. You, you're able to, like, see and receive information that you could not right. before. Right. And boy, do you receive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And sometimes not for days later or months later. Mm-hmm. And it'll strike you. And you're like, holy fucking shit. I just realized that. And I think it was the mushrooms talking. Yeah. I mean, the mushrooms were talking to you through other people about bringing a human into the world they were last year they were so who knows like so interesting you were open to receiving that when mm. you know a few years ago maybe you would not have even uh no able to. not gonna have another <laughs> child yeah right <laughs> well Keep eating mushrooms around people. <laughs> you know, so many kids you know. <laughs> so like the you said you've you really enjoy microdosing. Mm-hmm. What's your typical microdose? Mm. Have you been microdosing recently? Whatever my husband gives me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Emilio's microdose is a little bigger than most other yeah, people's I guess I think. so but um I don't feel like 
It feels like a microdose maybe should feel. What does it feel like? Uh, it just feels like a new lens is put over mm. the screen. Um, some things are a little fuzzier and some things are a little more clear. Mm -hmm. um, my train of thought that just goes all day long and just like has random thoughts and just while I'm existing, mm -hmm. that changes. Mm -hmm. It gets a lot deeper and more introspective. Um, I do sometimes get a lot of realizations like throughout the day where that train of thought is like going somewhere and then it gets to its destination and it's like, aha. Mm -hmm. It's like more purposeful, mm. unconscious thinking. Hmm. Yeah. I know what you mean. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I get it for sure. So how often do you have that um, small dose? Mom, mom, mom. It's pretty sporadic. Mm-hmm. Usually Emilio is like, hey, you want a microdose? And I'm like, yeah, good idea. I think you might need this today, babe. And then he gives me some mushrooms and then I eat them and then we go. Is it like in a capsule or do you? No, I wish eat? it was. You're not a fan of the mm -mm. chewing of the no. mushroom. Oh my gosh. I get chills just thinking about the taste <laughs> of mushrooms. I love the taste of mushrooms, but... Only because I think I've had mushrooms are my my best buds. These are my best buds. I'm yeah, like, hey, when you were <laughs> on the farm in Paoli and you were posting pictures all the time of the big ass mushrooms you all were growing there. Yeah. Ah uh, man, I was just so grossed out. Because <laughs> I knew you were just eating them, oh. just like cooking up this huge ass mushroom, getting your fork and knife, and just like no. Do you, do you not even like culinary mushrooms? I you do, but they have to be a specific. They have to be like type. in something with something, like yeah, uh, like the mushroom burger. What is uh -huh. that? The like the portobello yeah, burger type no, thing. You don't do that. No, don't the texture that. is not cool. Okay. I have weird texture things. Yeah. Bananas, gotcha. pudding, jello, and mushrooms. Mushrooms. Yeah. Well, you're not the only one. You would be in the majority of people when it comes to the taste of psilocybin mushrooms. Especially not They're being able to. And you gotta like crunch, crunch, dry crunch. Yeah. I like to dip them in a little scoop of Nutella. Whoa another level then it's really good maybe you could help us develop our subtle sacrament recipe Didn't you book used to make them in chocolate <laughs> yeah when we've had subtle sacrament days that was sanctuary delicious. yeah that's a real easy way to dose dose a group as well like for a subtle sacrament dose which you did a couple of those at least one of those at days bernheim yeah so those doses were like 0.25 grams. Would you say that the feeling that you got is about the same as when you yeah microdose a little bit? Okay. It was a little stressful that day because we brought our kids. Right, that changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And like he's cool and all, and like it's cool to microdose at home with him. 
but managing but, him uh, in a national part or a park. I just wanted to lay situation. on a fucking blanket and listen to the music and float away. Uh-huh. And he's like, I want to run. Yeah. <laughs> Chase me. Yeah. Interact with me. Can't find me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a special kind of, yeah. Our last subtle sacrament day we did, we were like, yeah, no kids. <laughs> Don't bring your kids this time. <laughs> we love our family events. and Yeah, well, there's plenty of that. But, I mean, again, going back to that letting go, like you just, you're forced into a letting go. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, when you take sacrament anyways, there's that unknown Mm -hmm. so you you have to let go and let bob anyways Mm -hmm. because you don't know what you're gonna get yeah yeah i like the that's my favorite way to do like a subtle sacrament Mm -hmm. practice is not like regimented you know because the whole microdosing trend in pop culture now is like you know you take 0.05 to 0.15 and there's like a variety of different protocols but a lot of people do like one day on one day off one day on one day off one day on and then you take two days break and then you do that for eight weeks or six weeks or whatever and then you take two weeks off it's like a whole thing it's like i've got so many calendar events already (laughs) when it comes to mushrooms i'm trying to let go (laughs) (laughs) right (gasps) like clinch up yeah and like my hormonal cycle doesn't sound like it would fit into that right (laughs) right (laughs) so that's like okay so with the women's program Mm -hmm. that has the subtle sacrament practice built in the more i've been developing that program for fall Mm -hmm. The more I've wanted to shift the way that we do subtle yeah. sacrament at sanctuary, because we have like we've started out with that program for like all members, uh, men and women uh, and everybody that regimented, suggested protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like with we, you know, like flexibility, if you don't want to dose that day, then don't. Or right. if you want to, you know, do your own thing, but yeah, 0.05 to 0.15 or whatever. And that's a suggested thing. But I've really been thinking a lot about it. And I'm like, I've been proposing this to the board. Like, can we revisit our bylaws and like look at what is a subtle sacrament dose right. to sanctuary that's closer to our like our core values Mm -hmm. and our guiding principles of autonomy and Mm -hmm. like, and sovereignty and uh, open-mindedness and flexibility. Trusting your intuition, getting more in touch with yourself. Yes. You decide. And we're all individual. Your body knows. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. I want to get closer to that. That sounds right to me. Same. Cause I don't like, yeah, I don't like, the box and guidelines of, are cool they're helpful a framework you know yeah, you're knowing some people your need a little more structure sure but the ultimate goal i feel like is finding your own groove yeah exactly it is so i want to do more of a the subtle sacrament amount being 
from 0.05 to up to 0.99 grams. Okay. And then having a framework that allows everyone to understand, because uh, a lot of people that come into the subtle sacrament programs don't have a reference for sure. mushroom experience dosage at all. So yeah, they need a framework. They need like some yeah. help and understanding. Oh God, I like, could imagine. Like, do I take this whole <laughs> bottle at once? Like what's happening to me? No, let's get you a scale. Let's get you a chart. <laughs> but yeah, having that, like developing the, the, dance with our intuition of like okay what am I what season of my life am I in right now yeah and let's like dip my toes in and see how this feels to take 0.25 grams like up to once a week or whatever yeah I mean like a heavier microdose on a Sunday when there's not a lot to do that's really fun for me. Exactly. That like I might not want to take that on a Monday when I'm about to open the computer. Right. <laughs> but on a Sunday, if we're yes. chilling at home, maybe a little bump. That's right. A little extra cap in there. Yeah. <laughs> because the intention is different. Yes. It's, the vibe's different. Yeah. It's a whole different mindset environmental setting right you can let go more. you can let go you can get deeper yeah but not too deep because it is sunday and we have work the next day right <laughs> yeah you go in with a five grammar <laughs> on a sunday when the tv's on in the background your kids running around <laughs> you're Pizza's just on gonna... the way yeah. <laughs> you just check the fuck out uh yeah yeah hope amelia's got the pizza at five grams oh my god <laughs> nobody's picking up the phone to order pizza at five grams no pizza boy needs to drop the pizza on the on porch, the porch. <laughs> do not knock on the door Don't knock. tips in an envelope you ain't invited in yeah can't look in Get here out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well we covered a lot today we did <laughs> Yeah. So maybe we can make this a recurring series. Okay, here we go. Connor. <laughs> Couch Confessionals with Courtney and Kristen. Yeah. Quadruple C. Quadruple C. Couch Confessional. Yeah. Quadruple C. What do you think, listeners? Don't you want, you want more? Do you want to hear us just <laughs> We're just skimming the surface we right could now. Take <laughs> listener questions it could be like a whole thing yeah it could be like a q a we could even do lives we could do live streams Ooh, let's do one next month whoa wait <laughs> connor are you ready yeah are you ready for this how did you like editing this episode oh my god right how much did you have to cut out no he won't cut anything out except for the part like where it. i had a brain fart yeah, he might cut that out. Maybe, Maybe a little chop. He knows. He's good at knowing what adds value. Sometimes brain farts, you know, make us feel more relatable. Sure. To people. I hope I'm relatable to people. I have no idea sometimes how I present to people because I am such a different kind of, I'm not a cookie cutter kind of person. I'll say that. Yeah. 
I march to the beat of my own drum. But I don't, like, I get positive feedback, but obviously people aren't being like, hey, I think you fucking suck, and I wanted you to know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, they're, yeah. they might be thinking that. Well, yeah, and that's their own, you know, path I just I keep getting this message like in human design that uh-huh. I I keep hearing trailblazer associated oh. with my human design. And I'm like, what the fuck? How am I a trailblazer? Who am I trailblazing? Who's getting blazed by my trails? I yeah. don't know. So I hope that it, I am relatable to people. I think so. I think you, (laughs) my experience with you is that you help other people feel like they can be themselves in your presence. I embody the psilocybin experience. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, are you going to the celebration that we're doing? I think I was told about it a long time ago. It's like, so there's the Kentucky Mushroom Festival October, which is put on by Paige Zen, who does the Playthink oh, okay, cool. festival and Groovy. the Kentucky Yoga Fest. This is a brand new festival. Right. And Sanctuary has its own stage. Yeah. Sanctuary would, has a whole stage of its so. own with a bunch of workshops going on. <laughs> and we've been invited to have our own thing right before the Mushroom Festival starts. Right. So we're having a minister, an ordained minister's. Well, I guess you're not because you, you're a cleric, cleric. but you're work. Yeah. You're working towards the ministership. That's true. Are you? I don't think so. Okay. You're not. I think I'm just a helper. There's kinks to work out, but. (laughs) Okay. So then you wouldn't be going. I always, I keep thinking you're a friends and family minister. Oh, no. You could be. You could be. But I could come and cleric people. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, space holder, whatever. We can talk about it. Whatever. But I was thinking, what brought that up for me, what I was thinking, it'd be cool if we definitely did another episode like after the next time you hold space. Yeah. That would be really cool. That would be great. Um, Yeah. So at least that, if not live, Couch Confessions. Ooh, with Courtney and Kristen. We need a theme song. It's Couch Confessionals (laughs) with Courtney and Kristen. I bet Christina, you know Christina Roundtree? She's a singer. She can make a theme song for us. Great. All right. On it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yay. Let us know. (laughs) Submit your questions below. If you're watching on YouTube. Yeah. Or uh, if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, definitely leave a rating. Uh, A good one. Yeah. It's got to be five stars or don't bother. Or more. (laughs) Yeah. If you can figure out how to leave a six star, then do that. Yeah. Then I will write to you personally and thank you. Oh, a really good thank you card. (laughs) You do. As a realtor, you got to have good thank you cards. Yeah. That's a requirement. Well, thanks for being on the psilocybin <laughs> says today. Me. It's been fun. <laughs> Love been you, babe. Love you. <laughs>